Welcome to the Grace for This City podcast. We're helping you turn your cities upside down. Hey, I'm your host, Justin Goff. Stay tuned. We got a great show for you today. Hey, thank you for tuning in. This is the Grace for This City podcast. I'm your host, Justin. Hey, we're helping you turn your cities upside down. How are we doing that? Well, we're giving you scriptural motivation and strategies so you can get out there and get some stuff done for the king, King Jesus, that is. And of course, let me answer this question because people ask it. What do you mean by turning our worlds upside down? Listen, the world is already perverted or inverted. People are living upside down. They're, they're confused. They're lost. We believe that the light of the truth, the gospel of Jesus Christ, actually will right wrongs. And so, you know, people are living upside down, but they can be turned right side up. And I'm telling you that dysphoria, the, you know, the dizziness, you know, the confusion will leave when people start living right side up. And I'm telling you, friends, that's what you are called to do right now. And I've got a guest in the studio today that's going to help us do that. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm joined right now in the studio with my good friend, Dr. Wes Northey. Hey, Justin. Hey, brother. Bro, this is, this is special, man. Thank you for <laughs> letting me get to be here, to share with your audience, to connect, to grow. You know, I mean, what our relationship has been. Yeah. I mean, you're like a brother to me. Yeah, you man. really are. And we, like you mentioned earlier, we go way back. Oh, dude. <laughs> like, go, I mean, I hate back. to say how far. <laughs> I, I we're giving away to. our ages. <laughs> I know. I know. It's making me, we're going gray. We've got uh, a few gray dude, hairs. Totally, man. Did you <laughs> yeah. see that? I've got a few. Oh, my yeah. goodness. We're old enough, at least, to uh, say it's been a couple decades. Yeah. You know, and, we, and we'll get into this, I'm sure, today. But okay, good. We, we parted ways. Yeah. a long time and yeah. and this is our opportunity to really this is our comeback well, story this is a comeback <laughs> story that's right that's exactly right hey little little fun back fact uh i don't want to camp out on this but wes and i were in a band uh okay i mean you know we no we, we might have no been really famous but we don't we we don't talk about that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we may or may Sold not have been stadiums. famous yeah you know <laughs> could have been may or may not right uh, like our, no. our our siblings came to watch us but you know <laughs> yeah. of, of course they would have parents too i mean there's definitely some parents there as well man wes um, you are i mean i'm so glad to have you here you 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 are i i mean you first of all you are a legitimate doctor sure uh you are well educated uh you had a just a phenomenal career path just in that alone physical health and uh, you know maybe in another podcast we'll talk about how you helped me actually sure uh, recover from a major injury yeah but um but but you you you've kind of transitioned in, into this 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 another uh this other opportunity and i'm telling you it is it is phenomenal now, I don't know exactly what all you're going to dive into today on the podcast, but man, you are on a trajectory to help so, so many people. Wow. Wow. Thank you for sharing that, bro. Yeah. I mean, really, it means a lot. It does because um, this is more than just a, a career path now that I'm on. You know, it really it's, is. It's a mission. Yeah. Some of the stuff that you've yeah. told me, I, I, yeah, I mean, it really is a mission. So man, yeah. just, just jump into the podcast. Sure. Share with us whatever is on your heart's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, I think probably the best place to start is, is really looking back what's near maybe five years ago, four to four and a half years ago now. And I, I had a moment I'll never forget being at home and 
very confused, very discouraged because I had just really spent over a decade of my life accomplishing things that I had previously never thought would be possible, frankly. Um, earlier in my life, I had been, I mean, you know, I've shared this with you, bro, but when we parted ways from our early teenage years, I, I went on a difficult path, man. I went on a really difficult path for a long time, left my faith, and just had a, a lot of past struggles uh, mm. that, that started coming up in my life. Previous, you know, childhood trauma and pains and things that led to chronic depression, which later turned into uh, addictions and, and just a brokenness. Mm. Mm. And it's it's been about 15 years ago, I actually hit bottom and wanted to take my own life. You know, the enemy at that time had really convinced me that everyone in my life would be better without me. Wow. And wow. Uh, I'm telling you, if, if, if anybody out there that's listening right now is at a point, you know, where you have just kind of a hopelessness, mm-hmm. you know, now's the time to act and to respond. Now's the time to be seeking help because when that starts to spiral, you can get so deep sometimes that you, you lose that light at the, at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's really what the definition of despair actually is. It's a lack of hopelessness wow. or a, a lack of hope. Right. Wow. Wow. And uh, so I, I reached that point and by God's grace, man, I was blessed with a second chance at life. I really was. I had previously been, like I mentioned, you know, those personal struggles. I'd been homeless for a brief period. I had been an eighth grade dropout. You know, I was supposed to be homeschooling, quote, (laughs) air quotes here. And uh, I I started working full time in the back of the kitchen. You and I were talking about this recently, just uh, house burning down, among other things, uh, drug addictions in the family. So all these things, God gives me another chance at life. And I just thought, okay, this is a gift. And I need to do everything I possibly can to become a good man, a good husband, a good father. And I did. And, and, and over a decade, it was a long journey, a lot of forgiveness, mm. growth, went mm. back to school. Mm. Like you, like you mentioned, uh, was able to do. So you like, were an eighth grade dropout. Yeah. And then went through this stuff. And then part of your recovery was you went back to school. You, you, you. I mean, you are a doctor. Yeah. How, 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 that's what, six years, something, eight? No, it, it took me almost eight. So I'm a doctor of physical therapy and um, uh, post-grad. That was really another another th- three years after that. So, um, and, and I'm telling you, that wasn't the intention because <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't give myself even the, the chance to think that that would ever be possible. So right. I, I thought... Uh, I, I had earlier become a massage therapist because right. it was a four month program. <laughs> and I was like, I can go to school for that. We can long. do that in four I months. I can do that. I can knock out four <laughs> months. And then when I got, I, I had that second chance at life, started to get my life on track, uh, met my wife, who's, who's just my very best friend in the world at that time. Uh-huh. And I thought, okay, I'm going to go back to school. And I was looking at an associate's degree for, to be a physical therapy assistant. And I just uh, loved the the field, the discipline. I, I was introduced to physical therapy at a rehabilitation center. And I thought, how awesome, like what these people do. But I could never do that. There's like no way I could ever be like Dr. Dr. Because you were like what, fighting from like this this idea of failure or whatever. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, just limits, you, you know, know, limits on I, potential. I, I, I want to throw something in here to Wes because, you know, I knew Wes back. You know, I first met you. You were 13. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and from from the outside, it really looked like, man, 
everything was great. Like you had it made. Yeah. And, it's, and in that interesting, people can, you know, uh, have maybe an apparent, of course, you know, it's not that we knew everything, but I'm saying just like on an initial look at your life and family, it seemed like everything's great. It's true. But how many people behind the scenes though, man, there's, there's these major struggles. That's right. Um, you know, one thing just to throw in something funny here, when you were working in that kitchen, Wes would sneak us these, uh, garlic biscuits. <laughs> Dude, I forgot about it. We'd come up to the biscuits. back door of where Those Wes were the worked, best. and oh. he would hand us these garlic biscuits. They were so good. They were so I'm good. I'm telling you. Well, and plus, I mean, we were we were broke kids, so like being able to get like a handful of biscuits. We had a buddy awesome. that had a job where biscuits were. <laughs> anyway, sorry. That's All right, so true. Those biscuits were good. Back on track. They were really good. <laughs> they were life sustaining. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. For me, being the the thought of going to school was was obviously not something that seemed practical for a long period of time. And I thought, okay, two years, I can have a I could have a, a viable career out of that. I was a mm. young young dad, and I was like, I can knock that out. And as soon as I enrolled in classes, I just felt like God's calling was on my heart to go all the way. And I was I told I told the Lord, I was like, there's no way. There's no way that that's possible. Like, I can't, I can't do that. And uh, I surrendered to it. I, I mm. surrendered to that calling. And it became something that instead of climbing the entire mountain, which seemed insurmountable, to, okay, let's take this and we'll, we'll, we'll break it down, mm. right? One mm. year at a time, one month at a time, one week at a time, one day at a time. And that turned into a semester, a class, a test. And that that's what helped me mm. remain focused on those, those finish lines, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because I think there's so many things that come up in our life that we'd like to do. And when we want to dream big and we might have like a God sized dream on our heart, something that's bigger than what we believe we're capable of achieving. Mm -hmm. That's the very opportunity that we have to lean into God for strength. Mm -hmm. Right. That, that's why he puts those things on our heart because we can't do it without him, mm -hmm. right? He, he desires, I believe, for each and every one of us to have something greater mm -hmm. to not just accomplish for ourselves, but to ultimately contribute toward his will, mm -hmm. right? Toward building the kingdom, toward serving that greater good. And we're only capable of doing that if we rely on him for strength. Wow, wow. And that was one of my first real early moments of saying, okay, with God, truly all things are possible. You know, mm. they, they really are. And we might be more inclined to put limits on ourselves for what we think that we're capable of. Right. But right. we confuse that and misinterpret that a lot with what God can do with us. Mm. Right. Mm. We, we too often tell ourselves, no, I can't. And that's, that's what my story was. Man, what, the, what a, the, the enemy is such a liar. Yes. Yes. 100%. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's his tool. Yeah that's the weapon that he, he forms against us is, yeah. is the insidiousness of the lies that he tells us. Yeah. You can't, you're a loser. That's right. No one loves you. That's exactly right. You won't amount and, to anything. And he smells it out, wow. you know, like a shark smells blood in the ocean. Yeah. I mean, if, if we give in and here's the thing that we all do and we don't even recognize because it's so repetitive and it's so much of a subconscious behavior that we, we run these patterns with our language and our behaviors yeah. every wow. day. Wow. Right. If, 
what I'd encourage the the viewers and the the audience to do is just start start uh, start taking stock and examining in the the daily language that you're using. Yeah. When you're by yourself, in particular. Yeah. So there's there's our external dialogue that we have with people that we interact with in our home life. Some of that's faked. Life. Totally. Right. Some of it's a put on. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we we all have these like. Um, kind of canned responses, right? Like, mm. Hey, how's it going today? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh, yeah, how are you? Yeah. I'm blessed. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Actually, I'm broken is and what, that's right. what maybe should, should, should be said. In well, and uh, to your point earlier, I mean, it's like, we, d- we don't know what yeah. people are going through. We have these assumptions, but so we have that language that we use with others. And then we have the way that we speak to ourselves when we're by ourselves. And the truth is most of us speak to ourselves the way that we wouldn't speak to our worst enemy. Right, like wow, we can become dude. our harshest critics. Yeah, yeah. We can be become so judgmental of ourselves. I'm stupid. I'm worthless. I'm not good enough. Yeah. We look at ourselves in the mirror. I'm fat. I'm ugly. Why would anybody love me? I've failed. I've messed up. And we we reiterate our failures, our mistakes, our shame, yeah. over and over and over again, like a program. Uh-huh. Right. And when we do that, the limits on our potential just become greater and greater barriers to try to break through. They wow. really do. Wow. And so we try to hand over our spiritual life to the Lord and we say, okay, God, your will be done. Help me get through this. And then we, again, most of the time it's, it's unconscious, mm-hmm. but then we create walls mm-hmm. around that. You know, some, something that we would say um, along these lines is what are you saying when you don't realize what you're saying? That's what you really believe. Mm. So, you know, if, if people could take an inventory, as you were saying, of some of that internal dialogue, or if they could, um, you know, and this takes practice too, just begin to journal down things, that internal image, because the internal belief is a GPS. That's where you're going. That's right. I mean, it, that's where you're navigating to. And unfortunately, you draw external factors to either um, uh, choose support that. Yes. Misery loves company. That's right. You know, you you start drawing in people or hanging out with people that are going nowhere to make you feel better about, you know, your, you know, and so it's, it it can become this crazy, vicious cycle that can just spiral and snowball. Yeah, that's exactly right. But most, but most people aren't really aware of kind of that internal. No, we're not. At least not at first. No. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it has to be intentional, but but back to what we were mentioning earlier on this point was like the enemy picks up on that. Yeah, sure. He can smell it. Right. Exactly. I mean, like. If, if we're alone and we're already equipping him with the, with the attack to use against us, wow. right? Like we don't realize like we're, we're literally yeah. providing yeah. the necessary tools to break us down yeah. Yeah. by doing these things, yeah. right? Instead of being very purposeful, being very intentional about what I believe God has given us our responsibility mm to choose how we respond to the circumstances of yeah, life, to the yeah. opportunities that we have, to the challenges, to the successes and achievements. We all have the opportunity to choose how we respond. And if every time we're alone, we're beating ourselves up mm-hmm. and we're breaking ourselves down and we forget we're, we're children of God. We're mm-hmm. created in his image. Mm-hmm. We've invited him to reside within us, but we're willing to, to, to break down the temple. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how consistent is that with our, our, 
our faith journey and our faith walk, right? For for you, what 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 was that moment where you were like, wait a second, this isn't true about me? Yes, these, these are lies. Thank you. I mean, I, I'm glad you said that because to kind of circle back around to to that that opening part of the story when I was home about five years ago, you know, like I said, I had spent that ten years. Man, I I. I earned a doctorate, right? Which just seemed <laughs> ridiculous. I'm not kidding. Doctor, doctor. Yeah. I don't know how much of your audience is familiar with um, the term imposter syndrome. Okay. But I don't, I don't even know if I've really heard of that. Okay. Wow. But so, uh, yeah, what is it? Imposter syndrome is when you're in a position and you don't believe that you're qualified to be there. Wow. Right. And you're, you're essentially hoping that no one's going to find out that you're you're actually a fake, that you're actually not good enough, you're actually a fraud, right? And that feeling was very apparent for me during my graduation ceremony with my class, right? Like I was uh, voted by my class to speak at our 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 ceremony, our graduation ceremony. I was surprised to receive a, le- a leadership excellence award, and I go up to to speak, and in my mind. I'm like, I don't even belong here. Wow. I'm a dropout. I'm not good enough. I'm, I don't Dude, belong the devil's in this dirty, company. man. Yeah, uh, he is. And he had a, a strong grip on me for a long time, you know, to bring me to the point where I was earlier in life. And, and, and those, you know, those, <laughs> uh, those, uh, that grip was still on me. Right. Wow. And so um, amazing experience going through all these things. But shortly after I thought, what do I do now, God? Because I was home and I had that feeling like no matter what I do, it's still not good enough. Wow. And I thought, I've spent over a decade and you've provided for me, Lord. I have a good family. I have my dream home. I have a career. I have my children. I'm a good man. I'm a good husband. I'm a good father. Why do I still feel this way about me in my heart? Mm -hmm. And I really didn't know where to go next. And a short time after that, this is really funny, but um, I was listening to a random playlist in my headphones. I was exercising. <laughs> it's always random, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pure coincidence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I was listening. Set up. It, I, well, this playlist was on and a track came on and there was a voice that had been like kind of overdubbed over the, the music. <laughs> and the voice was like, you need a new mind. And... Uh, <laughs> I stopped everything I was doing and it it sounded like God. <laughs> it <laughs> and might I looked have at, been less. <laughs> yeah. It was Bishop TD Jakes on this oh, track, wow. who I had never previously been familiar with. Yeah. But I just began to listen to this man mentor me and coach me around having a new mindset. Wow. Wow. And and something struck me and I thought that's exactly that's exactly right because no matter how I feel about myself in my heart. I have to change what I believe about myself in my mm-hmm. mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, you know, there's the limiter right there. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's in our mind. Mm-hmm. Right. And I knew from my education with neuroscience and, and in physical therapy school, I mean, we dissected cadavers. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I've explored the human body from head to toe. Right. I mean, every single thing that you can imagine we examined with the human person including brain and uh, if you don't know what it's like to reach into a bucket and pull no, a human I brain don't. out it's a pretty unique experience i, I, I don't <laughs> so we studied the brain 
in terms of rehabilitation, okay. right? So for us as physical therapists, it was in order to uh, help victims uh, who've suffered stroke or traumatic brain injury, right? Um, previously in the scientific world and community, it was believed that when you had a brain injury, it was permanent. Mm. And and this wasn't even that long ago, a couple dec- decades ago, it was still really considered that if you were suffering from paralysis, right? A lot of folks would know that have uh, known someone that's had a stroke, you'll have one-sided paralysis. Okay, yeah. And when that happened years ago, it was really just um, compensatory options at that point. It was like, oh, we're sorry, like you're paralyzed. Wow. That's the way it is. Okay. And then the more studies that were done on the brain itself – it was actually discovered that the brain is, is what we call, um, it has plasticity. Yeah, plasticity. Exactly. Yeah, I'm familiar so the, with that. That's awesome concept. Yes. And reality. Well, it's rea- It's truth. I mean, yeah. it's truth that the brain can literally, the brain changes. The brain's actually constantly changing. Wow. And that's a very, very exciting thing for a lot of reasons. Um, the application for myself in my own life was that, okay, I wasn't suffering necessarily from a traumatic brain injury, but I did have elements of PTSD. Sure. I yeah, had yeah, childhood yeah. trauma. Uh-huh. I had these ingrained conditioned beliefs around what was possible in my sense of self-identity. Wow. I had a tendency toward depression and addiction. I had previous experience with anxieties, right? Mm. All of these things that, that a lot of what modern medicine provides for are medications and pharmaceuticals for and sometimes that's absolutely necessary but the truth is Mm. that the brain by god's design can change yeah wow and and it has to be intentional there's a scripture in romans 12 it says uh be not conformed but be transformed by the renewing of your mind amen that's one of my very favorite uh verses so nobody is just stuck ultimately amen uh they can they can, you know, do things like, like what you did. They, they can try again. Yes. You can try again. Always. <laughs> Always. Yeah. You're, wow. It's never, it's never, um, permanent. It's never permanent. It's Defeat, really not. failure. These in these insecurities, it is not permanent. That's exactly right. And so much of it comes back to our sense of self identity uh-huh. because we all have previous failures and mistakes sure. in our life. I mean, yeah. we all do. The problem is that so many of us misinterpret those failures to being a failure. Wow. And there's a very, very clear difference there. Wow. Failing is actually necessary. Sure. It's actually a requirement to grow, (laughs) to learn. Like we must fail. Yeah. And one of my favorite examples of this, especially talking in regards to development, right? In many stages of life, if you look at a child, for instance, a toddler that's learning to walk and and to kind of navigate through the world and hold items and stuff they're constantly failing yeah they're right. co- i mean they're going to try to stand up and fall down exactly yeah no one gives up <laughs> during that <laughs> process where it's like this isn't gonna you got work. a kid going hey, i quit <laughs> <laughs> right. exactly carry me around forever <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and the truth is while that process is taking place while those attempts are being made neural networks are forming sure in yeah. the brain and throughout the body there's a lot going on there is a lot happening yeah. it is not wow. we see 
surface level of like, oh, isn't that cute? Little Bobby's like taking his first step. There are so many different things that mm. have happened mm. in order to accomplish that task. Wow. And uh, a great analogy for this also is everyone knows that first feeling when you were learning how to drive a car, right? <laughs> you get in the car, and how overwhelming is it? Sure. To, yeah. Seatbelt. Especially know, if it's it, a standard, you know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they yeah. use the both feet. Young, young people, bro, are not learning with standards anymore. You and I probably do. Do these kids not even know how to drive anymore? No, they don't. It's going to be automatic <laughs> driving for everybody. So <laughs> we're losing touch with, with the younger generation. Siri, take one. me. <laughs> <laughs> to the store <laughs> and then they're mad when <laughs> right right when it's not like instant yeah um that's, a, that's a whole separate job. podcast anyway that's another podcast <laughs> yeah, okay yeah. sorry it's true though there we go um but everyone does remember that feeling of overwhelm that there's just 500 different things keep your hands at 10 and 2 you know then you get out on the road and and you're trying to assess traffic and speeds and oh i'm going over i need to turn on my blinker the the lights and all these different right, things right. are happening and we're tr we're trying to stay focused and conscious of making good decisions mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. in order to learn how to drive and now <laughs> how often do you get in your car and you don't think about any of that right yeah it's um yeah whatever it's all automated is. yeah it's all just you processed just do it. you just do it and it's all unconscious at this point. That's what the brain, that's what our body and our brain is actually designed to do. Mm -hmm. It's if we, if we have repetition that's introduced regularly mm -hmm. and it's task oriented and it's goal driven, our, our body designed again by God in order to do this more effectively mm -hmm. is to automate everything mm -hmm. so that we don't have to think about it. Yeah, yeah. Because every time you got in your car, if you had to think about those things, no one would be driving. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> right? So you do something enough times, wow. and then it's it's on autopilot from yeah. there, right? Yeah. So again, that goes back to what we were mentioning earlier. So many of us run these these automatic programs of how we're speaking, how wow. we're thinking, our actions, our behaviors, mm. and we we are completely unaware of what we're doing to ourselves more often than not. And unfortunately, we're inundated with with things that are trying to grab our attention, notifications, um, the phone. I mean, broadcasts, like everything is throwing so much at us that we're constantly just taking in. Mm. And we are less and less taking time to actually dial into to what we're doing intentionally anymore. So, you know, if we go, if we bring up that passage again, Romans conformity itself isn't bad. It just depends on what you're being conformed to. And so what you're saying, a lot of people are reinforcing things that are continuing, continuing to uh, shape a negative self image or something. They may not even realize that they're continuing yes. baking that thing in there. That's right. When they could begin to add a new catalyst, uh, uh, you know, draw from a different source of inspiration. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, that would align with, you know, ultimately maybe what the Lord created us for. But if people are just wanting just basic change and yep. adjustment or um, to alter the, the seemingly the trajectory they're in, well, first of all, they need to get a new, a, a new source of thought. Yes. Boom. That's it. And that's what you were saying. Exactly T.D. Right. Jakes boomed or, or <laughs> the Lord boomed. You <laughs> yeah. need a new mind, bro. That's exactly your, right. Your mind's been conformed to one thing, but it's taking you. So, it, it was hurting you. Yes, that's right. 
I mean, that that is an interesting thought. You know, people create, they work with these negative catalysts, the enemy say, um, just negativity, death, failure, and they're building these um, internal images of themselves. And, and it yeah. actually turns out, and it's actually killing them. It, I mean, That's it's right. snuffing the life out of them. You're exactly you right. You didn't 100%. feel good with all that. No, no. And I mean, we're constantly wrestling with these things too, because it's, it, it is a network in our body. So when, when we create these beliefs, like a negative belief, for instance, it's literally occupying and taking up real estate in your brain. Yeah. Like it's, it's a physical structure it's, in your brain. Well, it's data. It is. It's an I mean, it yeah. electronic data. That's right. And we refer back to it in order to make other decisions. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right? So the paradigm, what is somebody's paradigm? Well, you know, it, it's, it, that, that process, you know, when you're like, like if we were to test this right now yeah. and I say, Hey, uh, I want you to think of a red car. Yes. So we are, our mind is, I mean, I don't, I don't know how many millions or billions of processes are, are happening, going front to back, front to back, drawing from everything that's been put in there yep. to bring back an image of a red car in response to that. And so here, yep. here you are, let's fast forward this. So here you are, you are standing literally about to go up, you're graduating, you're the keynote speaker, yep. you won a leadership award, and suddenly your mind is bringing up how to respond to this moment. Yes. There was an internal paradigm that was really militating against this huge success in your life. Yeah, that's right. I mean, literally, you were in a moment. You you could have tossed it in the tra You could have screwed up, went up there and said, you know what, guys? I'm a loser. <laughs> it's true. But yeah. people are, are in those moments of decision all the time. Every day. You Multiple know, times they're, a day. They're reaching up to grab the door of the place that they uh, got invited to have an interview and they're second guessing it right there before they even go in. You're absolutely right. Or there's, there's somebody that they've fallen in love with and they want to ask them to marry them and they go, oh, I'm such a loser. Yep. And, and, and they, you know, so like, yep. but all this is internal. Yes. Yes. And the thing is so many times it's literally an answer to a prayer that we've been asking the Lord for God, <laughs> show me the way yeah. introduce the door. Help me have the opportunity. Help me get through this. And we expect that it's going to fall into our lap in this like right. oh, pretty wow. packaged, like perfectly yeah. wrapped gift. Mm -hmm. And instead, 90% of the time, it's really in the form of a subtle challenge. Sometimes yeah. it's big. Challenge. That's, sometimes it's that's good. Yeah. But there's a reason why. Again, like it's, it doesn't mean that you're going to get it right on the first attempt. Like if you're reaching out to make that connection with a, a relationship or the job mm -hmm. or advance in, in your health or, you know, whatever it might be that you want to work toward that you've been praying for, uh, guidance for in your life. There's a reason why they're introduced as challenges yeah. so that we can be better equipped when we get on the other side of it. So let's say on the interview, you, you actually went inside and you just stuttered your way through it. You just, <laughs> You're like, why did I say that? Never invited that back to the show. <laughs> but but yet, even in that, we're saying, hey, look, do, don't interpret that as ultimate failure. Right. Interpret it as one of those many failures that was catalytic towards readjusting, rearranging, causing you to rethink. That's right. To look at things you wouldn't have thought about before. Maybe that, that moment <clears throat> was a catalyst to get you to think, 
yeah, um, maybe I should slow down or maybe I should study up on this or maybe I should acquire this new skill. These are all playing into, if they'll exactly. read it right, Exactly. all playing into future successes, basically. No, exactly. But look what most people do. They try one time. And then they call it. Yeah. They're like, I'm not good at that. That's not me. That's, that's not what I'm supposed to do. Wow. And then they go back and they're like, God, help me, please. Wow. It's like, I just did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you do your part. I'll suck it up, Buttercup. Get in there and do it again. I mean, sometimes we need a good so, a good coach, huh, huh Wes? No, no, for sure. For sure. Well, that's the thing that actually helps me develop. I, I refer to it as having a purpose mindset now. But it yeah. goes back to oh, that, I love that, it. Yeah. That, that verse that you described was like, look, renew your mind. And not like one time. Like the transformation part is not something that, that we're responsible for, right? God can do any transformation. Sure, sure. Transform anything into good. But we're really called to be responsible for the renewing of our mind, yeah. right? And so some practical sort of like actionable items here that, that your, your uh, audience can take with them, just to give kind of context to what we're talking about, is like, what, what are you doing when you first wake up in the morning? If mm. you're like most people, mm. you're probably reaching for your phone, the, the wow. very first thing that you're doing. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just share that. In order to wake up, biologically, our brain has to release cortisol. It's the stress hormone. Okay. And cortisol is not an, an inherently bad thing. It's, it's something that we have to have in, okay. order sur in order to survive. Stress is actually, in moderation, something that's very important okay. for, for a lot of reasons. We overindulge in it, though. And one of the ways that we do that is upon waking... There's about a 20 minute window there where we're very impressionable wow. in, in our mind. Wow. And if we reach for our phone. And Wait, I don't want to talk about this anymore, Wes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Someone's I'm guilty. Joking, go Someone's go, uh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm not speaking directly to you. <laughs> if we reach no, this for is phone, good. So if we reach for our phone, okay, obviously there's like virtually a limitless number of things that we can pull up on the phone. But most of us are going to start answering messages. We're going to start responding to texts, looking at emails, or pulling up social media. Actually, okay, truth truth be told, I use it as my alarm. So I had to turn my alarm Same. off, okay? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, but here's the thing. If we pull I'm just up, <laughs> If we pull up social media, if... if if the person really thinks about what they're experiencing when they're mm. scrolling mm. through, looking at the mm. lives of other people, it's wow. usually this feeling of inadequacy. Yeah, sure. Well, look at this uh, person. Their marriage is perfect. Why isn't mine? Yeah. Their kids are so great. They're on vacation. They're having a great time. They're fit. I'm not. Yeah, right, right. And we immediately they go got a into new this car. Way they got a new dog. Exactly. Look and at we, what they're eating. Yeah, we go into the comparison. Yeah. The first thing that we do, so many of us, as yeah. soon as we wake up. And so we really set the tone for the remainder of the day, right? Out of that state. Because wow. we're doing that in that opening wow. window. And we start to view the world and our day-to-day -day activities through that lens. Yeah, kind of jaded a little bit. Jaded and inadequate, yeah. right? Not being enough, not measuring up. Dude, well, that, that's, that's like a sip of depression right, right in the morning for a lot of people. So true. It's so true. And the reason why, I mean, this is so important to me is because I was able, you know, again, initially, spiritually, by God's grace, 
to, I got, I got to share this next part of this because when I was able to really put in the work, I, I mean, I'm telling you, dude, I obsessed about speakers, motivational speakers, coaching, mentors, programs, podcasts, books. And I discovered like personal development. Mm -hmm. And again, I thought, okay, well, if we can rewire the brain to recover from traumatic brain injury, I can certainly rewire this thing to think positively, to believe in myself, wow. Wow. To, to have a conviction around who I am and what I'm capable of. And when that happened, I realized God was, was working on my heart and, um, he got to me and to, <laughs> we had been going to some different churches and it was two, two, 2020. So it's only been a couple of years oh, now. Wow. And, um, I had heard it been said so many times before, you know, and I thought that I had yeah. accepted the Lord, Yeah, right. but, uh, it was the way that it was said. And he said, you know, you might feel great about your, your afterlife and eternity, but you haven't actually made Christ the very center of your life. Wow. And I thought, you know what, through all of this, he's kind of been at the periphery. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really has, like, I've worked so hard to do all of the right things and no matter what I've achieved and accomplished, it hasn't given me fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Even, mm-hmm. even all of the good external things mm-hmm. that anyone could ask for. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have it all. Mm-hmm. You know, I, as far as I was concerned, I, I was like a king at this point in my life. Mm-hmm. But there was something missing. And I realized, okay, God, you've been working on trying to really get to my heart. Mm-hmm. And when I let him in and I invited the Holy Spirit to be within me, it changed. It all changed. Wow. Wow. But I'm telling you, if, if anybody out there has some mental barriers, some mental health problems, some issues around depression, uh, anxiety, PTSD, I want to give you some hope right now Yeah, yeah. because those things can change. And I'm telling you, God's not going to abandon you. You're not forsaken. You're not too broken. Come on. You're not too lost. Thank you. And the thing that he's working on is to get back into your heart. He really is. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, anything's possible. Anything's possible. And that's really what set the the trajectory for the work that I do now. Um, I I just had to put that out there because that's what matters. That's that's phenomenal. Um, You know, after that, I realized um, I had a testimony to share. And the pandemic hit pretty much immediately after. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like March of that year, right? It was, it was full, yeah. full on. Yeah. So we were, we were, um, you know, concerned, I think in February, like, oh, this might turn into something. <laughs> and like a month later, like the whole world shut down basically yeah. Yeah. and everything changed. And I, I had to change the work that I was doing. Okay. Yeah. Um, I went from having a, a, a brick and mortar wellness clinic. Yeah. That, that was hard. It was hard to run that. And then when the pandemic hit, I was closing doors and I thought, well, what do I do now with, with my career, Lord? Who am I called to serve? And he introduced a concept to me. Uh, I heard for the first time the term servant leader used. And I thought, that's who, that's who the Lord wants me to be. He wants me to be a servant leader. Wow. I don't know what that means, Yeah, but this is the identity that I need to claim now. I've adopted an entirely new mindset, a purpose mindset, Mm -hmm. and now it's time to claim a new identity, one that's rooted in him. 
and in his goodness. Let, can I jump in here just real Please, yeah, real yeah. quick? So when you said you 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 kind of adopted this purpose mindset, uh, just for a moment, and then get back on track here. But but so did you just like uh, one? You realize, man, I have a purpose. Like, man, I'm here for something. Can you talk into that? Like, what when you came to that? Like, wow, purpose. Yes. Yeah. Talk into that a little bit. That's a huge, I mean, that's, that's everything actually. Um, so here's what the big revelation was for me was because you had all this stuff. You, you were a doctor. Sure. I mean, your, your wife's amazing. Your family's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you had all these different things yep. and then all of a sudden here's now here comes purpose though. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, we all have, <clears throat> glimpses of of what our life purpose is right and and truly like the journey of life for so many of us is to to discover what that is right i yeah. mean we we start asking ourselves from a pretty young age like what do i what what's the yeah. what's my purpose am i here? supposed to be a firefighter or a policeman <laughs> exactly, or an yeah. astronaut exactly you know? but so often we base our sense of purpose in life over some achievement Okay. Like that uh-huh. we can climb the mountain of life and our purpose is waiting at the top and we're going to accomplish this thing. And like, that's our life purpose, this one big thing or something. Right. And that is completely, is a complete misconception. Wow. Wow. Our purpose in life isn't based off of a single thing that one day we're going to get to do. Right. And that's right. why God put us here. Our purpose is actually much more present. And so without getting like too much going down that rabbit hole, but so many of us spend very little time being present. Okay. So oh, going, man, dude. Going back to going back to what I was saying about, you know, we get into reaction mode the moment that we wake up, before our eyes are even open, we're reacting, right? And we're either living in the past, we're reliving past experiences, usually ones that are disempowering for us. Yeah. Yeah. Embarrassing moments, shameful right. moments, painful right. moments. We relive these things. We see them over and over again in our mind, right? Our body actually, when that happens, releases all of the same hormones, yeah. all of the same biochemicals. So we feel that way again. You literally, <clears throat> literally almost re-experience it on an emotional, chemical, and electrical level. Is, you is, absolutely is what do. And the brain doesn't know the difference. Yeah. That's what's really, wild. that's how powerful the imagination is. I've yes. done some podcasts on that. That's a phenomenal study. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So the brain doesn't know the difference. It yeah. thinks that that's happening again. You were hurt previously. You got your heart broken. You were traumatized. You were, you know, ashamed. And you relive that over and over again. And your bo- your brain and your nervous system literally experiences the same wow. thing. Wow. So if we're not spending our time in the past, we're usually projecting out into the future that we can't control. Mm-hmm. And we're expecting mm-hmm. things to go wrong. We're, we're thinking like, oh, this is going to go south. This will fall apart. What if this happens? And that creates anxiety. Mm-hmm. We have, so the past creating essentially a, a wellspring of depressive yeah. emotions and experiences. And then the future creating a sense of anxiety. Yeah. And we are very rarely intentional about being present with where we are. Wow. And we associate our life purpose again to some future state some future uh-huh. accomplishment when it, in actuality, if we reframe purpose in our life to be something that we can serve, not get for ourselves, the whole game changes. Wow. Wow. 
our purpose isn't something that we take or acquire for ourselves to have, like so many of us think it is. We think that we're going to have our purpose. It's not for us to have. Wow. Our purpose is something that we serve. It's how we contribute. It's how we give to a greater purpose that Mm -hmm. gives us that sense of meaning and fulfillment in life. Mm -hmm. God didn't put us here to take things for ourselves. He, he put us here to create this relationship so that we can give. Well, you know, I've heard you kind of explain that before, but I think I'm actually some, like I'm, like I, yeah, go ahead. I yeah. like, like I'm really seeing it now. <laughs> wow. 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 Man, well, and it's, think about it, even something as powerful as purpose, it still is kind of like this selfish, um, um, you know, we will do whatever we need to, to uh, acquire but it's still selfishly driven even. It is. It, it's, it, too often it is. And so even it, it could still be the dog eat dog, step on, doesn't matter who you hurt, doesn't matter who you abandoned in, in the process because I'm after my purpose. Yes. Whatever right. that one object or that, you know. Well, even if we have like seemingly good intentions behind it. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. It's like I want to I be able to do this and, and it's going to help a lot of people. Yeah. Right. Um, but I ain't got time for you because I'm after my purpose. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and we're, we're reacting to everything that life's throwing at us, all the pressure and the demands. And again, if we were to recognize, okay, wait a second, if I'm present right now, okay, Justin, like my purpose in life is to be present here with you, bro. Yeah. Wow. This is my purpose in life right now in the moment. Yeah. This is a gift from God that I'm present for. I'm grateful and thankful for. And I'm connected to you. It's these three things that create that purpose mindset. Wow. Presence, wow. gratitude, and connection. I'm serving, I'm literally serving my purpose in life. Now, now you and I both know my, my eldest son's here in the building. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> when I... <laughs> if you want, you can come jump, jump in here. <laughs> when, when I leave here and I get back in the car with him, my purpose in life is to be a good father to him. I'm to be present with him, to be thankful for him and to be connected with him. When I get home and I see my wife and I'm with my wife, my purpose in life is to be a good husband, to be present with her, to be thankful for her, to be connected to her. And if we live in the present, we can be serving God's purpose in our life constantly throughout the day, every day. That's what a purpose mindset is, is having that mindset built around the purpose that you're created for every day, every day. And not taking it for granted, not becoming disconnected from it, not thinking selfishly and becoming self-centered again, but thinking in terms of how is, how is this contribution that I have, this time that I have with my unique gifts, talents, and experiences, how can this serve right now, right? That's what everybody has the opportunity to have. Every single person that's listening and watching today has that opportunity. Regardless wow. of what you think about yourself or feel about yourself, that opportunity is there for you. It's probably happening about 10 times a day. And it can be small things where you might have the opportunity to pass a complete stranger and genuinely smile and say, hey, how are you? Mm-hmm. Let me shine a little bit of my light for you to have. That's it. Wow. Go, go over those three things one. Yeah. It's, it's practicing being present. Being present. Being, oh gra- my being grateful and being connected. And it's not more complicated than that. 
we can we can dive in and say what what those things actually mean sure yeah i think we've kind of covered the being present piece and there's tools and strategies around being able to do that more effectively one thing i had to do that had that was helping me be present i had to actually get rid of social media off off of my phone you know that because here i was um you know i'm sitting here maybe i came home from work depending on what i was doing that day maybe i wasn't able to do this and that so i'd come home and i'd sit in my chair well and dude i wasn't present i mean i was in another world yep. and i realized over a period of time here like hey there was some catalysts that kept drawing me out of the moment social media for me was one of them you know i'm not saying every, everybody has to do that but that was definitely something that i had to recognize is like hey this is this is drawing me out into la la land somewhere here here's my children here's my wife and um i wasn't even present yeah yeah well and it was, it was uh unconscious you know it was, it was yeah. getting back into that repetitive routine yeah, yeah. and we're constantly doing that. like muscle we're, memory even yeah like had to that motion reaching yes. in gra grab my phone flipping it on exactly. punching in my password it's it's the same automation process that oh, happens oh. when you learn how to drive a car man it's your, embarrassing all, all your brain is doing is just saying like oh this is important this yeah. is a priority every single day justin pulls out the phone yeah. or you know susan uh turns on the tv or whatever it might be and the brain says okay well let's adapt to that let's yeah. make it easier where she doesn't have let's to think mold about it. let's yeah. conform exactly. the plasticity yep, literally right. literally it becomes part of you that's exactly right yeah that process like one of my favorite analogies to describe it wow, is, is is actually if you were to imagine um a field okay i give this example a lot but an open field and if you were to go from point a and to try to get to point b you walk across that field and now maybe you've trampled some of the the uh, growth that's there mm -hmm. you continue to walk across it multiple times and it gets trampled further yes. until a path a begins path to form. to form yeah then you find out well hey i need to become more efficient at this so you actually start paving the way mm -hmm. right and then it goes from being a walking path to well let's let's actually be able to transport more quickly and let's create a single lane where you can drive a vehicle. And then more and more and more, this is what the brain does. This is exactly the same process. It lays down more neural connections to make that faster and more efficient wow. until you have an eight-lane highway yeah. and you can drive a Ferrari across and just get it done. So that happens with our behaviors. It happens with our thoughts. It happens with our language. Mm -hmm. And it happens so fast because we've we've trained and conditioned ourselves to so that. we're not saying that process is wrong we're saying utilize that process yes in the direction uh maybe even the revelation of uh, you know what the lord has for you things you know part of your assignment your mandate your calling your anointings or whatever yes utilize that uh where where you are gaining the advantage of it rather than it working against you absolutely 100 percent so be present is number one. Yes. Boy, that is so powerful. In fact, we need to do a podcast on that because yeah. that thought right there, just being present, because we're there are so many distractions yep. against um, us now from technology to, you know, people's margins are screwed up, their priorities are messed up. Oh, yeah. So they're really not present in in the thing that they really want to be present in. That's true. Okay, so present, and then what was the other two? Second is, is uh, gratitude. It's being grateful. And there's 
you know, I know it sounds kind of cliche, but there's legitimate power in gratitude. I mean, like crazy amounts of power uh, that can be documented and proven um, with well-backed research around the power of gratitude and getting into a state of gratitude. Wow. So when we say that, it's not just simply saying like, oh yeah, of course I'm like thankful for my life and my family. It's like getting into a state that you're, you're literally experiencing gratitude. And one of my favorite definitions of gratitude is that you're in a state prepared to give back for all that you've received. Wow, man, I've never heard that, but that, that is awesome. Okay, you're, 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 you're prepared to give back for everything that for you've everything received. You've, you've received. And, and specifically receiving what you've received in your life, not earned, not taken, mm-hmm. not purchased, not achieved, what you've received. So when you, you know, the, the old saying, count your blessings, it actually has a lot of weight here. Yeah. yeah because yeah. when you do that and you actually spend time redirecting your focus in the present moment for the things that you're grateful for, and you create a pattern, a repetitive conditioning cycle to be in a state of gratitude, your entire life experience changes. Yeah. It, 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 and doors will open and God's blessings and gifts in your life will be revealed more abundantly when you're in a state of gratitude because you can't be in a state of gratitude and a state of fear, scarcity, lack, insecurity at the same time. Yeah, I, w- I would say it probably also um, is catalytic towards joy too, yes, right? Like absolutely. Enthusiasm because you're That's like, right. wow, look at the, look, That's, those, I, they, they just gave that to me. Yes. That's right. Not, not just material things, but whatever, you know, you're just, you're, you're responding to the, you're recognizing, right. Help me here. Recognizing that, Hey, somebody thought of me that something, they gave me something. And look at the, the automatic reflex that you feel when you, when you, when you receive openly, Yeah. when someone wants to bless you or, or give to you or contribute their time or their talents to you, the first inclination that we have as human beings, because this is part of our design is to want to give back. Wow. We have this urge to say, Hey, I want to, I want to pay it forward. I want to bless you back. I want to give now. I want to contribute. I want to serve Mm -hmm. my purpose. Now I want to, I want to be a contributor in this process. There's a reason why that's the way God designed us. Wow. Wow. It's again, not to be takers, but this is, this is something that's important also is that you don't want to reject someone's blessing in your life. Yeah. Right. Someone wants to give and bless you. Be open to that. Yeah. Just be open. You don't want to, deny that blessing and cut that off. Yeah. Right. That, that gives them an opportunity to serve. Yeah. Right. And so a lot of times we don't want to be selfish and we're like, no, 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 you don't have to do that. And, and it's like, you know what, actually it's, it's okay to accept a blessing from time to time. I had a conversation Wes about this with somebody the other day and they were telling me that they struggle receiving. Mm. And, uh, and so, you know, I said, well, you know, the Bible says it's better to give than to receive, but it didn't say it's bad to receive that's right and i just encourage them to say look you know it's a little bit of pride actually for you to struggle receiving something but i said you know the honor that went in the the thought the time they thought of you they contemplated what would bless you they you know were maybe hoping for a reaction you know a positive one i said here's what you need to practice say thank you yes that's it gratitude get in the habit of just thank you Yes, that's right. That's exactly <laughs> right. No, 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 no. It is a pride no. thing. Yeah. I think it really is a pride thing. Yeah. You know, so many of us want to like disrupt that, that whole uh, process because we think so transactionally a lot. Yeah. 
right? We're, we're always in this like bartering and trading mindset and transactions when it's like, no, like God literally uses us to bless other people. Yeah. Right? Like he, we have the light inside yeah. to let it shine for others to see. And if someone's trying to like shine light through gift giving or blessing in any way, yeah. and you say, no, let me put a bowl over that lamp. <laughs> right? Like Christ said, like <laughs> specifically not don't, to do that. Don't do that. <laughs> right? Like either with your own light or somebody else's. Yeah. And so anyway, the other thing that I wanted to mention regarding this is there's a process called hedonic adaptation. Okay. Okay. And this is really important. Okay. Cause it's going to give everybody a little bit of encouragement for some of the things that you might feel guilty for, to be honest. Okay. Okay. So we have a process that we go through as human beings. This is very similar to adapting and learning to drive the car, that analogy. If you can imagine, let's say, um, this is funny when you, when you met your, your partner or your spouse, right? how exciting that was that feeling of love and right. enjoyment and oh my gosh they're perfect they're beautiful they're so yeah. handsome i can't wait to spend the rest of my life with them right that right. feeling yeah and then they're just your wife <laughs> and then they're just your husband that, or the old lady the old lady right yeah right <laughs> the old ball and chain right that that might take a year it might take two years it might take 10 years but unfortunately, it happens for so many of us in those, those relationships with the people that matter most to us. That's a process. Hmm. If you go and you get a new vehicle and there's the smell of the vehicle, and yeah, oh yeah, my gosh, yeah. everything's perfect. I can't believe it. I can't stop thinking about it. I'm obsessing about it. And then it's just your car. Wow. Right? I can't wait to get the new job. It's going to be so great. I have this new team, this new boss. I'm going to be able to do all these things. It's just my job. Hmm. Right? Hmm the new home we're moving to this new place we're settled in oh my gosh everything's perfect then it's our house yeah i gotta fix things for that. right that mm. takes time that's mm. a process mm. that's a process and that process is called hedonic hedonic adaptation okay wow. there's a reason why because again our brain and our body and our nervous system has to have a new set point for what for what it considers to be normal there has to be a new baseline that's set for what we consider to be like, yeah, that's just the way it is, right? If you went from, you know, some of my, my background and upbringing and those experiences and you planted me into the life that I have now, it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is, this is possible, right? Mm -hmm. But then even dramatic changes, we all begin to take for granted. And if we were to get into our car every day and freak out the same way that we did when we, when it was a new car, it wouldn't make sense. Mm. Every time you saw your partner, it's like, oh, I'm so in love. Can I spend every waking moment with you? It's like, <laughs> no, we've been, you know, all right. So hedonic adaptation isn't necessarily a bad thing, okay. but it can be because again, it leads us down the path of taking these good things for granted in life. Oh, okay. Okay. When we don't, when we no longer recognize and are truly grateful for the things that we have that were once so exciting and important to us, we've now began to take those things for granted. Hmm. And now life, there's not enough. Well, if I just had this, I'd be happy. If we just went here, if I'd be happy. If we just moved here, I'd be happy. Well, if my marriage was better and they did this, I'd be happy. If I just, right, hmm. we're constantly moving the target out instead of recognizing, okay, if I'm present right now, I'm truly grateful for what I have. I can keep that 
entire process of hedonic hedonic adaptation at bay a little bit Hmm. so that my baseline now becomes gratitude wow instead of lack instead of things not being enough and the way that you do it is you recall the reasons why you're grateful and this is something that you know the industry that i'm in now in personal development isn't common it's not common practice a lot of things that that are related to like gratitude journaling and uh positive words of affirmation and sure, things like right, that it right. said you need to come up with new novel things to be grateful for all the time and i and i argue oh, that because of this reason i see wow and what we want to do again going back scripturally saying renew your mind every day every day this is my recommendation like literally to everybody listening and watching have something a notepad a journal of some sort that every day you write down those good things in your life and how you're grateful for them and they don't have to be like something new every time it can be i'm grateful for my home yeah i've lived in this house for 20 years it's a good house yeah but i'm I've, grateful i'm grateful been married to my partner they drive me crazy yeah. we've been married yeah. 30 years but god i love them thank you lord yeah be grateful practice it because if we just leave it out in the in the ether you know yeah of course i'm thankful for all these things we're not bringing it to the center of our focus Mm. And we don't take it out of the unconscious part of our mind and put it to the conscious part of our mind. And the reason why that's so important is because we make decisions based off uh, the conscious part, right? We make day-to-day decisions based off that Mm -hmm. if we want to go in a particular direction in life. And um, that's a practical strategy that anybody can begin. That made me think of, Wes, uh, some uh, marriage counseling materials that I've come across over the years and one suggestion to people kind of depending on what the situation is but a common suggestion is is when there's kind of been a um um kind of like distance you know there's there's been this this gap in between the husband and wife mm. is um you know and and they're and you know pe- people say well you know I just don't know if I love them anymore or whatever well one solution to that a common solution would be to have whichever one sit down every day and think of like anywhere from five to 15 things when they think back that they're grateful for that they're thankful for and you know the data is so many marriages you know have been repaired because that that's really all it took was just bringing back up wow i'm so thankful for this you know i I, i'm just so grateful for how they did that or how they do that they brought it back up to where they were aware of it again. That's right. And, you know, and, and unnecessary distance. Yeah. You know, they, they weren't present in their marriage anymore because they, they, they stopped being thankful. That's, they stopped recognizing right. where appropriate, you know, the, there's a saying, give honor where honor is due. Um, you know, give, give gratitude where, where gratitude is due. And Amen. if we don't do that, if we don't practice that, um, we take it for granted. That's right. That's exactly right. And then we blame, you know, we blame the other person. Yeah. Like you said, well, they're not making me happy anymore. <laughs> right. They, Dude, I don't, I don't. What a uh, false accusation. Exactly. And we, we think that it's the other person and we think that the solution is some s- sort of external change that needs to take place. But it's be, that's because you're, you stop being thankful. Yeah. It's the paradigm shift, right? Wow. It's an, it's an, it's always going to go back to the internal paradigm that we're holding to be true. Yeah so-and-so doesn't you know do this for me 
right? That our marriage fell apart because of X, Y, or Z. Yeah. And really we don't take that, that accountability and the time to evaluate, wait a second, where did I start dropping the ball along the way? Uh Right. And like you said, it compounds over time, distance is created and unfortunately divorces through the roof. And that could apply to a job. You know, you, you actually probably have a really good job now. You unthankful. It's true. You know, don't leave. Maybe consider recognizing, Hey, what, you know, have I been present here? Yep. Yep. <laughs> no, that's right. You know, people start, you know, distance. I'm feeling distance. Yeah. Cause you checked out Yep. and you're not right. thankful anymore. You don't, you don't recognize, you know, and th- I mean, this is, I mean, this would solve a lot of people's problems, Wes. Well, that's, I mean, the work <laughs> I'm doing. Yeah, really. We, the third one, and I don't know how we are in time. Um, yeah. Share with us the third one. Yeah. The third one uh, being connection. Right? Okay. There's a few, okay few dimensions here as far as like remaining connected one is first and foremost to the creator right having that relationship having that connection the other is it's the internal connection that we're talking about here when you wake up you have a a physical experience you have a mental experience and you have an emotional experience Mm -hmm. and those things can be really misaligned for a lot of us we might be having back pain, (laughs) right? Which you and I are familiar with. Yeah. If you're in physical pain, that can directly influence your mental faculties, your mental bandwidth and the amount of energy before you're exhausted mentally. When that happens, it's going to impact your emotional bandwidth as well. So you get home, you've had a long day at work. And that's when you get angry, snappy, touchy. Exactly. Mm. Less patient, right? And you start making bad decisions, start saying things you don't mean, Mm -hmm. right? That happens over a period of time and you start to get into a state of burnout. And that's really what I want to help people with. Well, what I'm doing now with the work that I'm doing. So many people are experiencing being burned out at this point uh, because of the last two plus years. I mean, the world did get flipped upside down with with COVID and so many other things. But in our day-to-day lives, we've lost that sense of like purpose, that sense of meaning with the work that we do in our home lives and people end up becoming disconnect, disconnected, feeling mentally exhausted and that feeling like no matter what you do, it's never enough. Mm. And when we get internally connected with who we are, our sense of identity, the vision that we have for ourselves, the potential that we know that we're capable of and we start investing in taking action with that, with God's will, then we can become connected with that third part and that's with others. And that's where we can put into practice serving the purpose that we were truly created for. Wow, man, Wes, there's just not enough time on these podcasts. <laughs> hey, send us an email. Hello at gracecitychurch.tv. If, if you'd like us to do a podcast specifically on burnout, oh. I, I think we should anyways though, uh, because man, I'm telling you, I think a lot of people are facing that. We can really dive down into some of the particulars there, but, um, Wes, in the last couple, uh, minutes we have, tell us, um, you know, if there's just any closing comments or thoughts you have for the listeners, viewers, um, you know, whatever, just kind of the last words of wisdom say, but then let us know how we can, you know, tell us about what you're doing. You know, you have social media website. What, how can we get a hold of, of, of everything that you are doing now? Yeah. Um, 
Thank you again, bro. Seriously, for getting to be here. This oh man, has been th- this fun. has been and rich, I hope man. Another one. Oh, this, <laughs> no, is, we were this get, has been we were rich, dude. Into it today. Um, thank you, though, and thank you to everybody that's been here. Uh, you can go to. It's actually at servant-leader.com. That's a platform that okay. I'm working on. We're getting ready to uh, do a total relaunch. We've got a product coming out that is a uh, personal empowerment program that okay. individuals can uh, get enrolled in. And it's all these principles that we're talking about. The other is being able to step in and help teams, help organizations okay. that are struggling with this with their people. Yeah. And through de- developing servant leadership, you can look me up on social media. All that's uh, being reworked and rebranded around all of what we were talking about today. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Look forward to a lot of good things. So there. you're pretty much what, everywhere Instagram, Facebook. Okay. Uh, the new direction is going to be specifically around giving uh, insight, inspiration, actionable tools and strategies every single week. Yeah. I have a, a podcast that I've started recently called Purpose Mindset. Yeah. And uh, that's bringing on guests of, of all different walks of life. And we talk about um, a, a lot of deep stuff, to be honest. So yeah. if, this, if any of this uh, content today resonated for people, there's more of that there. And I just want to help, you know, more than anything, uh, yeah, feel free to connect with me. There's a way that I can serve you or point you in the right direction. I just want to give you hope and encouragement. And if you don't believe in yourself, borrow some belief from me. I believe in you. And I truly know that God has good things in store for you, that he has a plan for you. Anything's possible in your life. Believe that. Know that to be true. The last place that you can find me (laughs) is actually I do a morning devotional reading. Yeah, man. Uh, Jesus Calling. Every single day, seven days a week. And uh, you can find that on Facebook. Amen. I just want to help. Jesus is calling. Answer the phone call. Hallelujah. (laughs) Open the door. Listen, this truly, uh, I just want to just vouch for Wes. has been phenomenal. But listen, Wes is one of those people that will help you turn your world upside down. And I think just even today, you've got some, some nuggets that will begin making some things that just haven't been, you know, they've, they've been inverted. And some of these little changes will totally change your world, friends. Listen, if we can help you in any way, it would be our honor to do so. One way specifically is we can agree with you in prayer. If maybe something came up during, during the podcast, listen, if there's not somebody close to you, We're here for you. You can call us 870-741-9099 or send us an email, hello at gracecitychurch.tv. Let us agree with you in prayer. Uh, I want to say thank you to all of our financial contributors. Man, wow, there's a little bit of cost to do this. Those those of you who have paid it forward, we're so grateful. If you would like to participate in that way, several ways you can do that. You can go to the website, gracecitychurch.tv forward slash give, or if you're in the United States, you can text to give 84321. That's 84321. Or mail us a check at PO Box 7, Harrison, Arkansas, 72602. Listen, friends, this has been a joy to be here. Check out Wes's stuff. He'll help you. It'll be rich. And until next time, friends, be blessed.